2: Hey everyone, this is Dave Caban. You're listening to the RotoViz highlight reel brought to you by MyBookie, the official sports book of RotoViz Radio. On the highlight reel, we feature the top articles on RotoViz.com and get an extended insight into the writer's process and findings. For those of you who don't know, RotoViz is a sports data and analytics site that publishes over 1,000 articles per year and has a suite of more than 20 proprietary apps. Go to RotoViz.com to check out the site. Today we'll be discussing the Buy Low Report and I'm delighted to be joined by Hassan Rahim who will be writing this weekly article on Rotoviz. Welcome to the show, Hassan.
3: Hey Dave, thanks so much for having me on. I'm pretty excited uh, to chat a little bit about the Buy Low Report.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm excited to have you on. Um, I've been checking out your work throughout the summer, and I've been really excited about the Buy Low Report. Uh, just read through the week two uh, version today, but why don't you let the listeners out there know what the article is all
3: about and how they can apply it to their leagues? Sure thing. Uh, in a nutshell, the Buy Low Report is me doing my best to identify trade opportunities in your league using the Buy Low Machine app in conjunction with several of our other Rotoviz of His apps. Uh, I take a top-down approach to this uh, and will be trying to do my best to identify players who are probably sort of undervalued currently, and uh, I'll also be advocating for several players you should consider trading away, possibly uh, for a profit, if you will. As we get further into the season and as the Buy Low app comes online, I'll be trying to identify players who will benefit from a favorable strength of schedule. Looking at the Buy Low machine, they they mentioned that like the... uh, identifying trade targets by the strength of schedule is, it's fairly tricky. It's kind of like counting cards in blackjack and uh, not every trade will actually work out. Sometimes players who may face a difficult schedule will smash, whereas the guy who you traded for has an easy schedule. Unfortunately, will flop, you know, leading into the volatility of uh, fantasy football. If you make enough plus trades over the time of the season, I think that you should come out significantly ahead of your uh, other league mates.
2: Yeah, it definitely is... Something you have to look at in the long term throughout the season, which is why I would recommend that listeners, if they're not already subscribing to RotoViz, Head to the site and uh, go to rotoviz.com slash podcast. Sign up for a listener subscription to get 30% off an NFL season-long pass. You can check out uh, the Buy Low Report, all of Hassan's great work, and uh, get an edge up on your league mates. And again, get your 30% discount for an NFL pass at rotoviz.com slash podcast. So obviously you mentioned the Buy Low Machine. Uh, What other tools are you going to be looking at while you're pulling together Uh, Your research for this article?
3: Yeah, so as I mentioned, uh, I I try and take a top down approach when I'm looking at this. So, really, the Game Splits app, the screener, looking at Josh Hermsmeyer's air yard, sort of really to put together and piece together a full picture of what is happening uh, for that team or that particular player, maybe to see what a situation is and figure out whether or not there's uh, to kind of steal a, a phrase from Ben. Scratch's incredible stealing signals column figure out whether it's signal or noise and then I can advocate for whether or not you should you know buy or sell and you know and and there are a few guys who who may not make the cart and so I I genuinely recommend that readers get into the comment section and ask me questions because I might have considered someone to write him up but uh or I I might have some strong feelings towards a, a particular player if I didn't mention him
2: yeah, so there's definitely a, you know a strong community um on the site and uh you know readers are frequently posting questions in the comments. So if somebody's looking to get your advice on a trade that they might have or move they're thinking about making, what type of information should they give you so that you can give them, you know, the best response that you can?
3: I feel like just sharing your league scoring settings and your roster go a really long way to uh, figure it out because, you know, just by having someone else who's looking at your roster as an impartial observer might have separate uh, opinions about it. As uh, GMs of our own fake drafted teams, we tend to get married to these to these players and we're not really rational about well, who we should trade away and who we shouldn't trade away. And so I think that, that having a, a neutral voice in that situation would help uh to really go the extra mile for extra credit, maybe post a roster of the opponent that you're looking to trade with. Uh, you know, maybe there's a really sneaky, underhanded way we could pry away the several uh, assets that might be worth prying away from from a from an unsuspecting owner, just giving you the edge.
2: Yeah, that's that's always what we're looking to do. Do you think that there's any, you know, type of leagues that your research is most applicable to um or can we really be, you know, taking the Bylaw report and applying it to pretty much every type of league that we that we could be in?
3: I've written it with the uh, express uh, purpose of keeping it to a 12-team PPR league, but I feel like a lot of this stuff in a lot of situations are fairly actionable uh, regardless of your league format. Uh, I'm focusing on redraft, but I think in certain dynasty uh, cases, there might be some stuff that is applicable to a, to a dynasty league as well.
2: Yeah, and, and I think the other takeaway too that you know can be transferred from league to league is just kind of the thought process that you're going to and how you're thinking about And considering some of these trades and evaluating if it's time to sell on a player, if it's time to buy a player, which speaking of, are there any players, you know, that you might recommend buying, even if they're still going for, you know, prices that might be higher than they could potentially could? Or, you know, are there considerations like that? Like, uh, to kind of say it differently, do you think that there are situations where a player might be considered to be high price, but you think it's still worth going after him?
3: Absolutely. Uh, I actually uh, recommended AJ Green uh, as part of the week to uh, buy low report, primarily because uh, the, I was sort of using week one's, uh, the haywire performances sort of to jump on uh, panicky owners. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know there's a, been a, you know, a swirling narrative around uh, the O-line at uh, Cincinnati is really poor. Dalton looked really, really bad. He threw four ants. Oh man, what's going to happen? But when you look at the you know the advanced uh, metrics around AJ Green here, they paint a pretty good picture for uh, for his future going forward. When you when you're looking at at Green's game log, he saw ten targets in week one, tied for eighth among all wide receivers on the week. Uh, among all week one wide receivers, uh, Green also accounted for 50% of the Bengals' as air yards. Uh, I believe he. That was second among all receivers in the NFL, and he averaged a robust almost 13 air yards per target. I mean, when you when you're seeing that kind of volume, there are definitely big games ahead uh, in your future. And if and if there's an owner who is willing to buy into the well, Dalton's really really bad, and I don't think AJ Green's gonna gonna pay off his uh, his draft cost. And he's looking to move him for what he considers to be a, a high price. I wish they'd go right ahead because there's. You know, AJ Green absolutely has wide receiver one within his range of outcomes this season. And he gives you just a massive, massive edge in that in, the, in that wide receiver slot.
2: Well, I'm hoping that that uh, translates quickly enough because I'm an owner of him in a number of leagues and he's actually uh, playing as we talk. So hopefully things work out for him. How did things go for you in week one with the uh, recommendations that you made?
3: Yeah, so uh, I think I did pretty OK. Uh, I... Hit on uh, Sam Bradford, Shane Vereen, Jonathan Stewart, Colby uh, Fleener, and I uh, advocated selling away Dez Bryant, uh, Donta Moncrief. I actually advocated selling Donta Moncrief uh, b- about uh, two weeks ago, really, when we sort of started first getting the inklings and the feeling that like luck may not just not be back. Maybe there's an owner willing to take a deep shot on him uh, You know, a few weeks ago before uh, the NFL season kicked off. And uh, I did a, a really good job uh, in missing on Kareem Hunt. Uh, I advocated for him two weeks in a row as a sell, and he comes out <laughs> and just completely completely smashes uh, smashes uh, all expectations. Uh, and I actually issued a, a mea culpa. Um, <laughs> it's it's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's fair that,
2: that you didn't predict that you know, we would have a rookie running back in his first game, just go absolutely insane, <laughs> especially against New England.
3: Oh, yeah. uh, I mean, that was that was part of the thing. I believe they were one of the top ranked run defenses. And I believe Kareem Hunt had a really rough schedule. And uh, I just said, you know, trade him away. Even if he sees a massive opportunity share, probably the owner's sick and tired of it because he was so hyped and he overdrafted him. You might be able to steal him cheaper later. Uh, it's a similar thought process with Dez. Dez just has this ridiculous slate of games uh, these first three weeks. I just, I just feel that people are pretty ready to throw the baby out with the bathwater on Dez. So uh, one, one bad game from a uh, from an unsavvy owner, and the guy, and the I believe the owner would probably say something to the extent of like, well, same old Dez. Boom, boss, really bad. That I picked him at the end of the second round or the early third or wherever he happened to go. and might be just looking to cut his losses, whereas you know you're waiting for a moment like that wherein once he's through with the early schedules he gets a fairly soft pass uh, a pass schedule um and uh, it should really really help because des is really putting up uh incredible target numbers and and, and just these air yard numbers that when he's going to hit it's going to be huge
2: yeah. See, that's the type of information that when you look into these guys, you can glean and that you're laying out for everybody. And I think that's really applicable, um, not even just in season long leagues, but we can also apply that into DFS, which is something that you and I have both been trying to learn more about this season. Uh, I'm assuming that you've, well, I shouldn't say I'm assuming, I know you've played some uh, draft on the draft app, right?
3: Yes, sir I uh, I was pretty excited to do a few of their uh, best ball leagues earlier in the season and I've been meaning to get into the uh, you know the actual uh, DFS format that they that they follow I think the uh, snake formats pretty appealing to me yeah
2: I mean it's been really fun to do uh, it's awesome because it puts a whole new spin um, on DFS uh, because you're not stuck with that budget or that lineup you know you can really find pockets value when you're drafting especially you know if you're a savvy owner that's been reading all the stuff we have at rotoviz uh on a weekly basis that draft comes you're able to grab a team and build it in a way that's very different than being tied to that budget uh the drafts are fast i i do them sometimes at work in meetings under the table probably shouldn't be saying that but you know i'm just pretty hooked on it um you know, so it's a snake draft. It's a weekly contest. Um, there's drafts starting all the time. You can buy in for just $1, so get your feet wet that that way. You can use the promo code RVRADIO uh, for your first deposit on draft and play for free. Um, so head to the app store and whatever device you have and search draft or go to playdraft.com and play free with the promo code RVRADIO. And get your feet wet with DFS in a different type of format, and I've really been enjoying it, so I would highly recommend that you join Hassan and I on Draft. Uh, So Hassan, as we look ahead to week two, who are some players that you're buying into?
3: So uh, as I mentioned, AJ Green will be one, um, but... I like I also own him at it's several several spots and um, I just think he's uh, set to smash and so I also mentioned that the uh, Devonte Adams and the Washington receiving core are both uh, really worthy of uh, thinking about or placing on your watch list or even trying to see if you can get a get get an owner to buy in with the Washington receiving game. Uh, the one thing uh, we can all agree on is that that was just a really terrible performance uh, week one, but. The one thing, uh, a lot of the work done on is uh, particularly Ben Gretch's um, fantasy producers uh, series, and um, you can see that Cousins is absolutely capable of of supporting several uh, top tier or like uh, uh, wide receivers, um, and we know Jordan Reed has been a, a top scoring tight end on a point per game basis. You know, it's it's one game, uh, maybe maybe people are, are gonna over overcount overstate the uh, lack of Sean McVay and. Uh, on the offense, and might be just looking to sell the chips. Uh, I believe Josh Hermsmeyer mentioned Terrell Pryor as a really good buy low because of the amount of air yards, and uh, I absolutely agree. He he uh, he accounted for forty-five point two percent of Washington's total air yards, and he saw eleven targets in Week One. Um, most of these receivers had a had a pretty decent cushion, uh, one, about a one point five yards on average when they were targeted per next gen stats. Uh, you know, hopefully, if uh, cousins starts clicking with this receiving core. They will actually uh, produce, uh, and you were, you were able to snag them uh, from someone else who seems to be out on the Washington game. Uh, Devonte Adams is kind of more of a uh, opportunistic feeling. There's a lot of narrative that's swirling around him. Uh, you know he's due to regress on his TDs, and you know he will never be that efficient again. And uh, maybe just watching him, you know, not perform as up to expectations against Seattle secondary, uh, some owners are like ah. Oh, I knew it. He's no good against one of the top secondaries in the, in, in the NFL. And they're probably looking to just sort of get out, especially when it was Randall Cobb who uh, stepped up. Uh, I'm still uh, of the belief that we don't know who the 1B in that offense is. You know, when you look at the, at the further into the uh, metrics, particularly the air, the air yard metrics, you can see that Adams accounted for about 37% of the Packers' air yards, whereas Cobb only saw 15% of them. And uh, Adams was targeted deep. He saw about 17 air yards per target. And that was uh, among the top eight for all uh, week one wide receivers. And uh, although Adams saw fewer targets than Cobb, you know, it just looks like Rodgers is searching for Adams deep. And he's not going to see or face uh, the Seattle secondary next week. So why not try and, and slot him in in what is supposed to be a high... Uh, shootout potential game here against the atlanta falcons um and so i so that's kind of why i was advocating uh for adams there
2: i love it that is so well thought out and it's really cool too how we're able to use now these next gen stats and air yards and all of these different things to glean so much more information that you than you get by simply looking at a box score. Uh, so, in that same vein, are there any players uh, that you are selling at this point in the season that you feel strongly about?
3: Yeah, and and this is sort of again. I mean, I may be a zero RB advocate, but at the same time, I'm just sort of reading the tea leaves here and there, and and I just for some odd reason, all all top three and actually the top four were all running backs. Uh, I didn't uh, I didn't uh, put the fourth in because I think it's still a mark The jury's still out. But I have Todd Gurley, uh, Mike Gillisley, and Jordan Howard as cells. This is Howard's uh, second week as a cell. Um, I mentioned that, like as a as a dog, Howard doesn't perform particularly well. And sure, Tariq Cohen's not gonna be this good all the time. But my biggest fear here is, you know, negative game script facing the Bears. You know, you're not gonna see consistent. You know RB one numbers and a points per game basis from Jordan Howard, which is sort of what you bought into him for. I mean, he does provide a very nice floor, but why not tr- try and move him, especially for a pretty nice premium asset? You you know you, around his ADP, there's probably you know plus minus three spots you might be able to lo- offload him to someone who's looking to to sell, especially possibly even the David Johnson owner who's probably worried about the whole gaping hole that they now have in their RB slot. So taking advantage of a situation such as that would be would be uh, a, a way that I would play it. And another one would be Todd Gurley. Uh, so he had, he had a lot of good stuff on the edges uh, in terms of what was promising. But at this point, for a guy who's played about 30 games, and when you filter out the five games that he completely smashed in 2015... You're getting the idea that he might not be or be able to, assist, like, you know, hit that RB one potential. Certainly, there's like all that potential for a opportunity share and a high receiving floor, and all those other good, good, nice things. Uh, but I don't know if he'll be able to outkick his draft cost, and so maybe it's it's beneficial again to trade him to someone who is convinced that they need an RB and possibly use Gurley in one of those uh, one for two chips. Uh, chip positions where you're just sort of trading away uh, a blue chip player or a perceived blue chip player, and you're getting uh, and you're and you're taking on a little bit of variance uh, by by taking on guys who didn't quite perform early. And and again, I'm also fine if if you know you're like ah, oh, I just want to hold on to him. Then sure, go, go right ahead because he has a, a three. I mean, he has two pretty good uh, matchups coming up. But at the same time, I'm fairly certain other savvy GMs will look at the schedule and realize that they were possibly cake matchups because his uh, after week three, he faces Dallas, Seattle, Jacksonville and Arizona. And I think that that pretty much would put uh, a pretty heavy damper on his value, especially if um, Los Angeles can't control the uh, the, the Rams can't control the uh, game as they did with the uh, hapless Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, it really
2: is amazing, you know, how the, uh, I guess, perceived value of these guys can change from week to week. Um, and there's definitely an art, I think, to balancing, you know, how much information you have personally versus what you feel like you can prognosticate and how you're going to incorporate that into the trades that you make. So I'm normally hesitant to make any major trades for my teams until around week four, I guess, at least going out and acquiring players that I'm looking for. Uh, I'm more willing to um, unload guys that I'm not feeling that strongly about. But do you think that there's any points in the season's, where you feel like you need to wait until you have enough information to make a move, or are you looking to you know stay ahead of the trends of other owners and make those moves earlier on?
3: Uh, it kind of depends on your situation. Uh, you know, for example, if you're an owner who lost David Johnson or someone like Alan Robinson. Uh, I, I recommend checking out the It's Time to Panic piece that's published on RotoViz. In my opinion, it's one of the best RotoViz uh, pieces that's ever been published. Uh, basically, it's how you climb out of a hole with a bad roster after a few weeks. While we're you know still not sure what our rosters look like, uh, it's always good to try and you know listen to offers or strike while the iron is hot uh, and try and figure out what makes sense for a trade, or at least try and suss out the feelings of your uh, of your fellow GMs to, to have a sense of it. I own Kareem Hunt in a league where I lost Allen Robinson, and uh, I've uh, actively uh, sent out a few offers where I'm looking at a two for one, where I'm trying to inject some variants, where I'm trying to get a guy who might fit the wide the depressed wide receiver two mold is currently going as a wide receiver three. Say a Ty Hilton, for example, who just saw you know all these air yards, and I am curious to see how Jacoby Brissett would handle uh, the handle that offense. But Ty Hilton would be a very depressed asset right now, given his valuation. We don't know about Luck. Maybe Luck comes back and Hilton just completely uh, skyrockets. But uh, I'm looking for a moving hard for him and possibly a high end uh, uh, pass catching back who's perceived to be poor. Um, or even like a package of those guys, like maybe, uh, like an Alvin Kamara and a Theoretic plus a, uh, plus an Allen Robinson. Um, if you're the owner who I offered this to, please hit accept. <laughs> uh, I love the, uh, <laughs> the solicited, uh,
2: exception right there. Um, so as we talked about earlier, uh, the Bengals and the Texans are playing right now. um, as I've mentioned, I've been placing some wagers on the Thursday night games um, a couple, for a couple of weeks now to make uh, them a little more interesting as I'm watching along. Now Hassan, this is your first year doing a uh, in-season article for Rotoviz, so I think that means this is going to be your first time getting uh, some Rotoviz apparel. Yes, sir. So. We are going to be uh, doing a little giveaway here um, as part of our promotion with um, my bookie, with the site that I've been using to wager in all these games, and I've been enjoying really fast payouts from them. And they have a rock-solid reputation, and they have live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and a mobile site that has made wagering on the go a breeze. And to harken back to the apparel, we are going to be running a promotion, which is if you sign up this month for my bookie with the Roto Recap promo code and then forward a copy of your sign up confirmation email to rotovizradio at gmail.com, you'll be entered into a drawing for a limited edition Rotoviz athletic pull over. Um,
3: We're still not sure what color it's going to be. Did you vote? Did you go for red or gray? Uh, I actually went for gray, but I've gone back and forth. I I think I've, uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to change, but I was like, oh, I, I think either color would be pretty good. I think both of them look pretty cool. I want, I voted red. I want that bold red that's going to pop with that
2: beautiful uh, white Rotoviz logo on it. I'm looking forward to it. I wear my hoodie all the time from last season. I thought that uh, I had lost it when I moved, but I recently found it. So I'm looking to add uh, the athletic pullover to my repertoire and, and you can too. So sign up for my bookie, deposit money, and then forward us your email confirmation, and we'll announce the winner on a future episode of Rotoviz Radio. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. So before we get you out of here, two final questions: uh, Who's one player we should be keeping our eyes on that could become a buy low candidate, and one player that could become a sell high? So you know, more or less, guys that you're kind of watching and maybe we're not there yet for them but you know they're people that we should be paying attention to
3: so the one that would immediately come to mind here is uh, actually Des Bryant in terms of a buy I called him a, a sell uh, but that was with a pretty heavy disclaimer that I genuinely believe that he has top 12 upside this season uh, there's nothing that would uh, prevent that I mean realistically when you're looking at his game logs he faces just a murderer's row of um cornerbacks uh these first few weeks so you so you know he struggled against jenoris jenkins uh new york and then they traveled to denver and then they traveled to arizona which are as we know both pretty good teams i would uh fully expect by week three his current owner might just be completely fed up but the reason i mention him now is because this might be a good time to start start seeing if that owner doesn't really believe uh in that in Dez's long-term potential because after that he still has a few good matchups but just towards the middle of the season he's got just some cakewalks and uh, as I mentioned the targets in the air yards are all there for Dez. He is going to smash at some point this season and you want to make sure that he's in your lineup. Even if you do acquire him uh, hopefully you're not giving up a significant piece. Uh, I was listening to the Numbers Game podcast today where uh, I believe... Des Bryant and Kareem Hunt were traded for um, a Jordy Nelson and a Theoretic, which is, um, you know, just a really uh, lopsided uh, trade, uh, stilted in the Des Bryant uh, position. Just by just by looking at his advanced metrics, uh, he's got all of it at some point, and I think he's just going to pop and, and beat that. Uh, in terms of sales, uh, I'm probably well. It starts sounds hard with Allen Robinson, but I wanted to write up for uh, I'm actually kind of hoping that he does pretty well because uh, he's been drafted pretty highly. A bunch of people who are wired that they don't have someone to fill in their RB slot might be might be willing to give you uh, fairly underpriced assets or or guys that they don't see are good. Um, someone who might actually be you might be able to actually trade for could possibly be an Amari Cooper. There's a there's a pretty uh, weird narrative swirling around him uh, oh yeah he dropped three uh, end zone targets which fine that's okay but uh, I believe the off offseason uh, the narrative around Amari was he doesn't see enough end zone targets so uh, you know which is it now he's seeing them and he's dropping them but I, I don't think they're going to go away from him in the red zone so I, I think I think uh, Amari Cooper could potentially have a season wherein he's drafted in the first round next year and I'm always willing to move for, you know, someone who is pretty, who's perceived fairly, fairly well, uh, like a Fournette to acquire that. And there's a a possibility you could also get, uh, you know, and especially within a PPR league, one of those, uh, not so desirable pass catching backs in return and just load up on those PPR points, you know, those shallow, uh, just those, just those receptions just have those count.
2: Yeah. I hear you on Cooper. I mean, he's such a talented player and, now that he's seeing those red zone looks, even, you know, if he's not that efficient on them, it's still going to bump up the production that we've seen from him uh, over the last couple of seasons. So uh, I'm he's a player I'm excited about, and I'm hoping that, uh, you know, he will become one of those real elite players. Uh, and I guess the final question I have for you before we let you out of here, do you have any other projects in the works or things that we can expect from you moving forward or things that, you know, you want to work on in the future?
3: Yeah, uh, I'm actually working with uh, Ben Gretsch on the George Per Gretsch podcast. Uh, it's a, a podcast that I heavily recommend uh, everyone uh, check out. It's really, really fun. Uh, ben just sort of talks a lot about macro strategy and and just how to apply it all to fantasy football. And he's a brilliant, brilliant mind if you've had a chance to read Stealing Signals. Uh, I'm actually hoping to uh, spend a little bit more time as the season goes on and uh, produce some more news blurby uh, uh, type stuff. Uh uh, you know, on on a weekly basis, and in, in conjunction with uh, with this article, uh, you know, because again, it's always good to 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 write a little bit more and get your thoughts out there. And uh, can't wait to get it wrong, like I did with Kareem Hunt.
2: <laughs> well, no, I've been following uh, the articles, and I think you know you can you can take the pass on, on hunt and you've been pretty spot on with everything else. Uh, and you know, you've mentioned some of the work of Ben Gretsch, uh, and other writers and, you know, I, I can't really can't stress enough. You know, if you're not subscribing yet, I, I think that it's such a great addition to uh, your fantasy season, that Rotovis season long pass. So go to rotoviz.com slash podcast and get your 30% discount. Uh, thanks again for coming on the show. It was great to talk with you, Asan, and hopefully we can get you back in the future.
3: No, Thanks so much for having me. It's a, great, it's a pleasure. I'd love to be back on.
2: <laughs> awesome. Uh, so that's going to do it for today's edition of the Rotoviz Highlight Reel brought to you by Draft and my bookie. I'm Dave Cabin. Find me on Twitter at DaveCabanFF. My guest was rotoviz.com writer Hassan Rahim, who you can find at HRR5010. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for listening to the Rotoviz Highlight Reel. Please rate and review the Rotoviz Podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Contact us via email, rotovizradio at gmail.com, and follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz at a 30% discount through Rotoviz Radio homepage rotoviz.com slash podcast.
0: progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law geico presents yikes another voicemail from your roommate
3: sup Roomy? hey a pipe burst in the basement it's completely flooded anyway i called for someone to fix it but in the meantime i was thinking we could finally have that indoor pool party we've always wanted i got some cool swan floaty things already going could you pick up some chips on your way home later
0: The GEICO Insurance Agency could help keep your personal property protected, like if your roommate isn't the brightest pool float in the flooded basement. Visit GEICO.com to see how easy it is to switch and save on renter's insurance. Wise Markets pharmacies are now offering COVID vaccines to anyone who wants one. You can schedule your appointment by visiting wisemarkets.com, and we're also accepting walk-ins when available. Get your COVID vaccine today and keep your family safe. Please see SOAR for more details.